Can you guys hear me okay? 100%. Yes, sir. Awesome. Good. I got you guys loud and clear. I like that ball cap, Joel. Nice. How about the shirt? Oh, like the shirt, too. You're doing good work. You're doing real good work. Hey, it's Ryan here from Whale and the Wolf. I sing in the band, and we are on the Sit Down Podcast. <laughs> Have you heard about our new radio station? It's called Funky Moose Radio, where we play alternative and indie rock, sprinkle in some blues and Americana. We feature the music from our guests on this podcast at least once per hour. These songs can be in any genre. We're working on getting the station on every mobile app available, but the easiest way to listen is at funkymooseradio.ca. You should also become a VIP because we'll be giving away some prizes. Again, check it out at funkymooseradio.ca. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Um, it's a truly an honor to have you sitting here with us, hanging out through the Zoom call um, this week. So yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because so I have Funky this, Moose. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'm excited. I got something to say, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I have Funky Moose Radio and um, yep. for new tracks, I always go through the whole list of what the distributor has and I click, 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 click. And then, and then Whale and the Wolf, ooh, Canadian play. Hmm. I like this song. Okay. And this is Veins. So I put that on the radio and it's play, playing a few times and all of a sudden I hear the song elsewhere and like, I know this song. I think we're playing that. Huh. Cool. Then Evan Yes, that's why I was excited. Comes over from Northern Royals and sits at Joel's house, and we talk about, oh, you should check out this band. It's it's uh, Will and well, Wolf. Wait, I want to elaborate on this part of it a little bit. So Evan was in Saskatchewan for work-related things, whatever, and he came and spent a couple nights at my house. Or no, it was just the one night. But anyways, I was like, hey, I'll you know you're you're in my neck of the woods. Let's fucking let's go mm -hmm. out and do some shit. So I kind of brought him around, introduced him to some people in the industry, and uh, we had a hell of a time. And the, it was the day before he left. We're sitting on the couch and we're just shooting the shit and we're talking about Moose Fest next year and all this kind of stuff. And um, a mutual acquaintance, we were actually talking about Betty Jo Buck out of yes. Regina. Yeah, Shout out I to know Betty, very Betty well, yeah. Jo. Love that girl. Um, so we, I was explaining to Evan who Betty Joe was, and I'm like, you got to keep an eye out for her. You know, if you see her, go say hi, all that kind of stuff. And then I ended up calling Betty where we're just, the three of us are on the couch and we're just going through YouTube and watching music videos and just kind of shooting the shit. But I phoned Betty and I'm like, Hey Betty, if there's, um, if there's a band that like, if you could choose <laughs> a band to, yeah. to headline Moose Fest or come play Moose Fest next year, like. What's your suggestion? Like, I trust her. I, I know she's going out there. She's on the ground floor. You know she what I mean? She is in the scene, man. And she is 100%. dedicated. Totally. 100%. Yeah. So, and her first choice was Whale and the Wolf. And I'm like, well, who the fuck's that? I was like, <laughs> who's Whale and the Wolf? I had no idea, yeah. right? So anyways, had that phone call with Betty Joe. Go back in the house and I'm telling these guys. And I'm like, well, Betty Joe says Whale and the Wolf. And Evan was like, oh yeah, those guys are dope. They're solid, man. So we start doing a deep dive on you guys yeah. and, like watched all your videos and shit. And we were like, Oh, okay. Then I find out you're playing in Saskatoon at Amigos with the radiant. Like this Hell is yeah. within like a day or two. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get tickets to that. Yeah. So I bought tickets for Amigos. Uh, Cause we know the radiant as well. Yeah. So I was like, Hell yeah. Go check these guys out. And then I got tickets for the Regina show with the hour hand. Cause we know yep. those guys too. So that was all like within a day or two that all happened. Wow. And I have to tell you also that when I went to Amigos and I saw you before the show uh, started, I had DM'd you and like, I think, yep. I think we had the podcast booked at that point or, or not. I don't remember specifically, but when I went up to you to introduce myself, I have to tell you, you were the nicest freaking guy ever, dude. That made such a difference. Oh man. Like, I appreciate you know that. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I never know if people are like conceited or arrogant or any of that stuff, which it happens. I mean, I can get like sure. that too a little bit, yep. but I, I truly want to tell you that you were, you came off extremely humble and 
dude, you, you made me feel good. You put me in the right headspace that night. I was nervous going up to you because I thought, it, well, is this going to be weird if I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that's been sure thing. DMing you and shit. And, but and man, you made me so comfortable. That he's, not bullshitting you. You. he's not bullshitting you because he's been telling me this like four or five times before. That's we got awesome, it. man. That, well, that's dude. awesome. I, I love to hear that, man. Like I, I, um, I don't know. I do feel like <laughs> trying to, trying to remain humble here, but I, I do get that uh, pretty often that I come off as a friendly, friendly chap. Um, so I, I, uh, yeah. And I, I feel like I just naturally, I guess am, but um, that's really nice that it's sort of like, it's nice to hear that sort of being polite, which is something that's free and being nice and being sort of like receptive. And I don't know, I genuinely, I think, find myself very interested in where people are coming from and who they are. And I want to get to know them. And um, sometimes I'm the one talking other people's ear off and they're like, I gotta go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so no, I appreciate that that like meant something to you, man. And I can tell you the same thing, like you're an amazing, just human to know. And like the, the two times I've met you in person and obviously just the podcast and just my dealings with you via sort of direct message and setting this whole thing up has been just nothing but um, really pleasant and awesome. Yeah, man. I, I look forward to years, years to come working with you guys. Oh, heck yeah. Cool. Hell yes. Okay. Enough with the pleasantries. All right. There is, <laughs> there, there is another small connection there too, that we ended up having kind of in that timeline. At Amigos. No, on a, we had a zoom call with a gentleman. Yeah. Shortly okay. after we did. Yeah. Oh, Ryan. Knows it. Yeah, he does. I kind of gave him a heads up. Okay. It. And I knew too, because he, he hit me to it too, man. He, he sent did me he? a message. Oh, did he? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, these guys are like, yep. Gonna yeah. know him better soon. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. He was a really nice dude too. And he was telling us stories. Well, I'll get into questions later. Shit. Sure. I forget his, what, what's his what's name? What's Tim? Tim Kostrak. He's my uncle. Uncle right. Tim. So, that's yeah. right. So for though, I might as well just tell the listeners out there. So Mark and I organizing Moose Fest and stuff, you know, trying to promote and with radio stations and everything. Ryan's uncle actually works at one of the radio stations in Saskatchewan here. And uh, we ended up having a little meeting with them to see if we could do some kind of promotion for Moose Fest uh, through him. And then that's how we found out that that was Ryan's uncle. And apparently, correct me if I'm wrong on this, because this was a while ago that you used to intern at a radio station or something like before the band, like made it to where it is and everything. Is that correct? I worked in radio full-time for like 12 years up until like three years ago when I switched sort of fields, but I was in, I was at a rock radio station in Edmonton called the bear for yeah like 12 years working on the morning show. It was a, it was a, it was a blast, man. Yeah. No doubt. What kind of stuff Mm -hmm. were you doing at the radio station? Um, I was the producer of the morning. It was like a producer co-host kind of thing. So I was on the morning show kind of thing. Just a lot of it was pushing the buttons, making the dials work, making sure. I don't know. I guess when you're like producing something, you guys will know this. If you're doing your job correctly, nobody notices you're there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. when you yep. screw up that they're like, someone fucked up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I was doing. It just, I was kind of like the, I don't know. It was like the, the end of an era for like the shock jock thing and i was on a morning show that was like balls to the wall like in a blue collar oil laden market of edmonton alberta right when like the last oil boom was kind of like crescendoing and coming close to an end but it was like so the radio station had nothing but money to spend on promo and the listeners were all like go harder go home type folks so we got away with a lot of stuff on the radio that probably wouldn't go over these days anymore just as far as like the like stunting is concerned for the for the contests that we ran and stuff like that and it was just like it was an absolute blast and obviously just the 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 fun like um stuff that comes with working for the radio station like going to all the shows and and kind of getting to meet some people you know big big rock stars and celebrities in the industry and whatnot and um, trying to not uh, piss yourself uh, with anxiety when you're meeting like <laughs> some really big heavy hitters and stuff like that. Like act like you've been there before. You know what I mean? Right. So like meeting know, just... the singer for Whale in the Wolf. Oh, sure. I'm at Amigos. <laughs> Get over it, man. Whatever, man. We're buddies now. You, gotta... <laughs> you know? No, yeah. so anyway, yeah, that's, that I was, that's what I was doing for 12 years. And like and my, my uncle, Tim, who you met, who is still in radio, um, he definitely was like sort of part of my career path just he was always in radio worked for cjww the country station in in uh saskatchewan um forever and ever and ever since i was you know a kid so like going out and seeing him like doing on-air stuff and hearing him on the radio it was just always such a thrill uh, yeah. and there was times when i was the uh 
Holly the cow, the mascot out at like, <laughs> like station events and stuff like that. I remember one night I was like 18 years old or 19 years. I was probably 18. Um, and we were like, I was living in Saskatoon at the time and we had partied pretty hard the night before. And I remember I sprained my ankle, like doing something dumb, like jumping over a fire, being an idiot. I think it was jumping over a fire, uh, and not landing good. <laughs> and I had to, uh, dress up in this mascot uniform, this cow mascot the next morning and go in the like, must've been the Canada day parade or something like that in Saskatoon. And I just like super hot out, hung to the tits. You know what I mean? Like hung over in this mascot uniform, most mascot like helmets, I don't know, whatever heads that you get. They at one point had an electric battery operated fan that would blow at you. And I can tell you that anybody who says that they've worked in a mascot before would tell you that none of the fans ever worked. They worked at one point and they never were. So this day, of course, it was just me breathing hot liquor breath into this hot Holly the Cow fucking mascot head and like limping my way through this parade, like behind the Shriners guys and the funny Fez hats driving there. Just outrageous stuff. But that was like, I don't know. I always just remember doing that, that fun stuff in radio where it's just like you're getting paid next to nothing, but you're having a really fun time, you know? These episodes of the Sit Down Podcast are brought to you by Inspired Vapor Company. Um, drop the darts, man. Those guys are legit there to help you quit smoking and transition to vaping to help you quit nicotine. I struggled with a nicotine habit uh, quite aggressively and used vaping to quit smoking. I was four years without smoking and had a cigarette and went hard in the paint. So these guys, I'm working with them right now too. They're helping me um, kick that habit. So I currently am vaping, thanks guys, uh, for the help and support to kick the habit, man. So hit those guys up for any help if you're struggling with that. Uh, InspiredVaporCompany.com. There's three locations in Saskatchewan here and use the promo code MOOSE10 at checkout for 10% off. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. Yep. Were yep. you, cur- okay, at that po- time in your life when you were working at the station, like 18 years old, were you currently like singing or performing or doing any of that? Like, when does that transition into yes. like the lead? So I've kind of like sang forever, I guess, as far as it goes, or like been, I don't know, like I find that like growing up or whatever, if there was like in, in school, in school, I was all over the map. I had my friend group and we, we'd like kind of just whatever was going on, we'd get involved with it, whether it was sports, we played, you know, every sport around the year that we could get involved in. And then like, if the school play came around, it was like, yeah, we'll go into that. Cause you got out of class to go rehearse or whatever. Yeah. So it was like, came time to be like, okay, can anyone in here sing? And like, no one's putting their, no dudes putting their hand up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, yeah. man, like I grew up in like a sort of a, I don't want to call them a traveling circus family, but that's kind of what they were in like Barthol, Saskatchewan, way up North by Loon Lake, Saskatchewan. And they were like, uh, my, my dad's side of the family, all like, like nine siblings. And they had a family band and every time there was a chance, it was like, there was a performance. And it was like, if you were the young kid, one of the like 40 cousins that was out at the event, it was like, all right, buddy, what do you got for us? Entertain us. So right. I was like, you, we, I was kind of always forced into the spotlight in one way or another. And, singing was just an easy thing that I could do. And I, I uh, kind of always grew up around it. So that was just easy enough. I think with singing, I honestly think that unless you're like outrageously tone deaf, then you probably can't sing. But I honestly think that most people can sing. I think you guys probably hum a tune in the shower and you're like, oh, that was pretty good. This is, or like yeah. you do karaoke and you're like, this is my song. This is right yeah. in my cue zone. This is my spot. But yeah. I honestly think that anybody, uh, if they put the time, the effort and the confidence into it could learn to sing quite well. And it's just, for me, it's been, I've been doing it since I can remember and it's trial and error forever and ever and ever. Just one.
So like the first bands I was in um, were high school um, playing like cover songs and no one wants to sing. And our bassist, Lucas, who is still in our band today, he was, I grew up playing with him and he was another guy who would tell you the same thing where he plays the bass. Cause it's like, everyone played the fucking guitar. Everybody wanted to be the hot mm-hmm. shot, you know, pulling the, and he's like, no one played the bass. He's like, everyone's getting a bass player. You need it. So he was like one of the only bass players growing up and he got to play all the gigs and I got to play all the gigs. Cause I was willing <laughs> to sing. And that's kind of how you got the reps in. And that's, yeah. So cover songs, and it was always like, we're idiots. So we'd always like swing for the fences on the cover songs, like our guitarist, because everyone's got a guitar buddy in high school who can just shred like Halen and shred Guns N' Roses and stuff. So we'd pick the dumbest songs to play vocally. They were just like, well, Sweet Child of Mine, Sweet, like Eruption by Van Halen, or like, you know what I mean? Like stuff that you could really flex on the guitar and was really cool, or like Ozzy or some Black Sabbath or something. Where you're like, yeah, these are fun to play, but like you're putting a little weight on the singer here. Like, you don't know what to fucking do. It's so like I had to uh what song was it? it must be Paradise City. Paradise City by GNR was one of the first big performances. And it was a big school talent show. And we played that. And it was like, like, I don't know if I could maybe pull it off now, but like back then, no experience. And it's like, pull some of those notes out of your ass. You know right. what I mean? So that I makes me think remember- of um that movie what the fuck's that movie where that guy's singing it at the house party oh what was that and it's that weird looking kid yeah he was in a few movies what was it, it was yeah, called it, the new kid the new kid he yeah that that guy actor yeah. who's in the new kid was the yeah. one singing that wasn't yeah. he in like fucking um hook he's the little boy in oh hook. my god yeah because he's a kind of a an interesting looking fellow i guess right yeah let's see here i'm like- gonna I'm going to look at a party up. movie, but like the crowd is just loving it. And he like falls yeah, down new... and gets up. That's yeah. what that made me think of. Uh, what the I, got, I got some you images here. About? Yeah. Here, I'll pull it up. It was like our... <laughs> <laughs> My picture here. I mean, try and show it to you on the video. It's so grainy and terrible. <laughs> it's just going to look like shit on the pod. Uh, but it's this kid. Here he is. Uh, uh, can you guys do some editing and pull him into the corner? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I totally can. That'll save a I'll lot just of I'll blast it. Yeah. I'll blast a picture yeah. of him and hook yeah. here. this guy. Yeah. I, um, yeah. damn it, that's gonna bug me that the name of that movie. I can't remember it. Like uh fucking what's his name? Dog- Seth something's in it. Oh, uh that was um Can't Hardly Wait. Is that it's, the name uh, of the movie? Uh I it might be, but the one where he's singing Paradise City, I swear that's in the new kid. Maybe you're maybe I'm wrong. I could be full uh, of shit. It's one of those two. 
Well, those of you listening, just comment below on what the yeah, name exactly. Is. Uh, Figure it out. Someone will, someone will fix it. Don't bother commenting because by the time Joel is editing, he's going to be Googling the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah figure it is. out. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, might have yeah. been can't hardly wait, but yeah. That yeah. That sounds that right. Yeah. That totally sounds right. Where yeah. uh, I forget the Seth guy's name, but he's like, yo, 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 I got to have sex tonight. And he's like, got that backpack full of condoms and like, it's Seth Green. Seth Green. That's Seth, who yeah. It is. Like, yeah. like he's Chris from oh, Family yeah. Guy. And like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh austin powers and stuff right he's scott scott from austin powers yeah 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 jennifer love hewitt's in there yeah that's a good movie but that's what that made me think of i just saw you doing that at like a house party (laughs) singing yeah we did we did that stuff like we did that stuff muse canada an inclusive nationwide collective for all arts culture and entertainment communities to provide communication opportunity and resources through networking and essential activism In plain English, that means if you are a musician and you need album artwork, there are graphic designers in the network. Uh, If you need a music video done, there are also videographers. Or if you are working on a video that needs music, there are musicians in the the network as well. So if you go to muse-canada.ca and you sign up and you use the discount code FUNKYMOOSE2021, you'll get a discount when you sign up. So yeah, I, it was just, I guess that's the origin of, of sort of where we all started. And I, since then, I've, I guess, Whale and the Wolf started in 2013. So on the lead up to that, it was just, I was always in a band. I was in a band probably every year of my life since probably like two, the year 2000 or maybe earlier, right. 1999. Just it, like when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Just right, fucking right. around and finding out how things work. Hell so yeah. your hometown is around Loon Lake, that what you said? That was where I was born. Yeah. So I still go up there. Okay. That's still like kind of the stomping grounds where I go and like breathe in and like reconnect with my roots. Try and to I, do that I once was, a year. You know, I was just there last weekend. Yeah. That's really dog patch music. Yes. Hell yeah. We played weekend. that a couple of times with uh, Mark. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 You bet. Yeah. We, oh, dude, I had, that, that was my first time there and I had a freaking blast. That's like, a cool festival. Like you have no cell phone reception. You're just, and you're like, you find the place and you're, you're like where the hell am i going right <laughs> yeah and yeah. there's a point where you're like i don't know like is this the right way maybe and then you there's this clearing and you're just like there's a music festival happening in here and it's like it's a really cool i don't know it's a cool setting man like you're in Heck the middle yeah. of nowhere and it's like a beautiful setting the scenery just the smells the wildlife the the trees it's just it's a nice nice place to be in the world for sure i agreed 100 i had such a good time there and i th- i think everybody there had a great time. Everybody was so polite, respectful. Yeah. So many campers, so many campers there. <laughs> it was packed. It was insane. Well, that's what we're aiming for with Moose Fest. Yeah, it'll get there. Definitely. Your we're lineup for Moose Fest is looks awesome, man. <laughs> Isn't it yeah. so fire? Like everyone's like, well, who's headlining? Who's headlining? And it's like one of them. Every, they're all headlining yeah. on the main stage. Like, yeah. fuck, man. Pick Dealer's one. choice, yeah. pick one. That's who's headlining, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Who yeah. do you want to headline? Yeah. Yeah. Come, that one, then come at two o'clock. Agreed. Yeah. No, that all, that just truthfully, they're friends of ours. And yeah. that friendship has uh, started from this podcast. Yep. Like truthfully, like that's how we got to know them just as we're getting to know you here a little bit. And then we just stay in touch. And it's like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? Meet them at shows, hang out with them, go for coffee, that kind of shit. Yep. Like legit friends. Awesome. And it's like, hey, we got this thing. You want to come play? Let's go. That's awesome, all, man. That, all that is. I love it. So easy, breezy, minus like. The red tape. Bullshit. The red tape. Yeah, like, of course. No red tape. It's totally. Like, but that like that, like grassroots vibe, it translates and it does come across in the overall vibe of the event that you're putting on. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like just the, the vibe that you guys put out as people manifests in the actual event you're putting on. And the people that you get to know are probably good people because you like them. They like you. And it's just, it yeah. all sort of like, I don't know, it just creates an overall sort of like vibe and ambiance. And like, it, it just seems like it's going to be a really cool festival and, and it'll be full of, full of just good vibes overall. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why like, you know, people, well, like news reporters and stuff, Alaska is like, well, what kind of genres is it? And I'm like, I almost refuse to answer that. Like, cause good. it's up for interpretation. Yeah. Yep. Like you come, you tell me what genre you think it is. This is just yep. good music. That's all it is. Exactly. And it's so much more than just a concert. And I yep. haven't figured out how to articulate that accurately mm-hmm. yet because 
it is so much bigger. It is the environment and the yeah. positive atmosphere and having fun and being outdoors and all that. Like it's yeah. just so much more than just seeing a band on stage. And I, just, I like that. Yeah. I like that you guys haven't like pigeonholed a genre um, either. Like I find that like my favorite bills that I've ever been on the bands I've ever played with, it's like, it's a pop act. And then it's like a, maybe sort of like a bit of a heavier folk act. And then it's us. And I don't really know, I guess we're, we have the same, I guess, uh, affliction that you guys do in a lot of ways with your festival because we get asked about what our genre is all the time and I don't yeah. uh, it, it's from song to song it changes I guess right exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah man yeah no it's going to be so much fun oh I will also add that one of the criterias for playing Moose Fest is being a guest on this podcast so, so because you are so. officially on this episode <laughs> that means that we've got you whale and the wolf to choose from for possibles for next year as well let's too. get I, it man let's talk yeah i don't want to keep um i don't want to have like the same bands every year we no, know so many freaking artists and great yeah. musicians where it wouldn't make sense it's not fair to have the mm -hmm. same bands maybe at like year five or ten we'll like totally. oh, let's do a throwback to the first annual or something you know can always realistically, back for sure yeah yep. yeah realistically we have 52 guests a year yeah exactly so we we have we can pick from we've 52 got a, guests. a pretty good selection there too yeah totally yeah. and i and that's awesome and, and like i guess really like once you once you do loop back to that band like say it's three years say it's four years or whatever chances are good they're gonna have a whole new sort of like set a whole new slot yeah. of music that they've kind of like built and sort of um curated 100%. over those three years it's just it's a new show overall anyway right it's not gonna yep. it's not gonna be the same thing regurgitated you know exactly yep. that's exactly it no, yeah. yeah, we're pretty stoked. That's actually coming up pretty quick. So we were at the grounds today doing a little walk around, trying to button up some last minute things there. But yeah, I mean, tickets are selling. So it's going to be awesome, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's going it's to happen now. So yeah, somebody, guys, that's a massive, me. I was going to say, that's a massive undertaking. Me. You know, just like what oh, yeah. you guys are doing is like, it's a lot of moving parts. Like people who put shows on even like a single day, like with in a venue that normally has music, that's a lot of work, but like going to a place that was a park before and then putting on a party <laughs> that involves power and electricity and vendors and, you know, places, accommodations, like it's a lot of work guys. So like good yeah. on you for making it work, you know? Thank, thank yeah. you. And we're, we're truly just doing it because we love these guys like we love you guys that's why we're in, like yeah bring you guys to us instead of us having to go see you everywhere all the time like that's, no you're gonna come to my backyard and my house yeah now it's now it's really like all it is it's it's a party for us and whoever wants to come yeah well, you're invited <laughs> sweet yeah yeah it's gonna be dope so um, you said you've been in radio for 12 years Years and you switched gears. Is Whale and the Wolf your full time gig or? Um, no. So I do have a full time job in in the family biz out here in Edmonton, which is like kind of in the construction industry. Um, so I changed gears like three years ago. I was in radio for twelve years, um, and now I'm working. Yeah, sort of like in the construction industry. It was sort of like hopping on with the with the family company with what they're doing. They needed a little bit of help in a certain area with what they're doing, and it was like a total like. 180 from what I was doing before and like fuck man got out of high school never thought I'd have to do math again in my life because I got into radio yeah. and sure enough it's like uh oh <laughs> pull out the old calculator how does long division work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> figured it out yeah. I don't know I'm just like everything in my life I'm just kind of uh going by the seat of my pants kind of thing but it seems oh, to yeah. I don't know you get you get by you live I'm alive now and I feel okay yeah here we are Freaking rights. Cool. I want to ask you about the show that you just had the other night in Saskatoon. Yeah. Those, I, yes. I'm so sorry. I didn't get to make it. I was at dog patch. So I was like five hours away, which is why I was not in attendance. I was in Saskatoon, but I was at the Capitol. Oh man, but that was a good show too. Our boys oh. in um, Sparrow blue were there, I believe. Right. Playing yep. that night. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Who else was playing that night? The hour hand and seven. Yes. Yeah. So that's an awesome lineup too, dude. Yeah. And the Capitol's a pretty fun venue too, man. No, I don't, uh, whatever, man. If you went out and saw a show, no matter what you guys are doing, that's awesome. But yeah, our show at um, Sask Tell Center, I, I still refer to it as Sask Place for sure. Still just from my opinion. But, I, but, I do uh, that too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a dream come true. It really was. Like it's, it sounds cheesy or it sounds like cliche, but it was like, I grew up going to shows there. That was my first big concert was there. And then all the concerts that I saw growing up there. Um, and then like, just, I don't know, like, I don't know if I ever really imagined that I'd play there when I was a kid, but then like when I started doing this and started 
things just started working. You know what I mean? Like we started getting radio play and we started getting some traction and we started playing bigger and bigger shows. Um, it started to be like, I think that that could happen one day. And it was like, the dream was always like, you go to your hometown, the arena's there. It's this old, you know, storied barn, like being in the bowels of it where like our green room was like the blades dressing room, <laughs> like just <laughs> the coolest shit and just little stuff where, I don't know. I just like, it was kind of like, happening in real time and i really did do my best to take it in as it happened and like yeah playing that show was incredible and that stage was huge and the the production staff just nailed it and everyone involved just was was awesome and of course it was one bad son headlining it It was rock 102 was uh putting it on and we can't thank them enough but our 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 performance went over really well for what we needed to do and we felt we're i don't know we're hanging our hat on that one for sure i was uh, talking to someone who was at that show and don't tell one bad son but he said that will and the wolf kind of stole the show oh man well i appreciate that do i think it's kind of whatever your preference is uh for you know what you dig but i, I appreciate that coming from them man um well, i want to know so, who it was now so he was kind of like because one bad son hasn't played together for a long time sure. um, and their guitar player was a hired gun i believe yeah but i yes so they've played a few shows with reed uh on the guitar and he is like a consummate professional like i think the night before he played the commodore in vancouver with uh with another band so like he's he's a seasoned vet kind of thing so yeah totally like i think they um yeah are kind of like just rediscovering their new lineup they got a a new bassist and they got a new guitarist so it's just sort of like the the growing pains that come with that i'm sure but they're all everyone involved in that band is like a pro 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 to like the nth degree um so I don't know, man. Yeah. Like it's always I a pleasure them. watching them play. But I the just, guy I was talking to, he was like, it was great. Yep. But when you listen to uh, one bad song over and over and over, and you're a singer and guitar player yourself, yep. and you, you know, you start recognizing how someone plays a lick on a guitar. And then when you're in the arena and that lick doesn't come in that song, it's like, sure what you know yeah sure thing that, but it didn't happen yeah so i remember it, it i went to uh i was gonna say I went so to much a, a bad thing i guess but sure no i get you man just just different and i feel you man and i think yep. he's got a i mean reed will probably put his his stamp on what he's doing anyway there i know they're recording new music so oh, nice. i think that'll all come with it but i i know what you mean where i went to a chili peppers concert at rogers here probably like uh five years ago four years ago maybe and, yep. and it wasn't for Shante playing the guitar. And I don't know how it works. Like the guitars that they had for, for you know, the, those years was really cool. Had a lot of great style. Obviously, like the Chili Peppers hired him. So he's, you know, one of the best in the world. But yep. I, don't, I don't know how it works legally. But it's like, it seemed like he legally, I, I'm making this up, pulling this out of my ass. But <laughs> the only thing I can think of why he wouldn't play like the chili pepper licks like the solo you know what i mean like so there was a couple songs where you're like that's not that's not how that (laughs) goes goes. (laughs) like it's cool like it's what he did didn't sound wrong it's just like i've listened to that song a bajillion times and and i legit wonder i don't know maybe someone can answer that out there is like does frashante have like rights to, <laughs> to some of that stuff like well, the writing okay credit, or i don't know that's Maybe. that's interesting Maybe. i have a, a something popped into my head about a week or two ago where i found out that okay like i think the three of us can agree nothing compares to live music right yep. you can listen to an album over and over and over again yep. just being at the show seeing it live is so much better it's like not being a fan of football but you'll go watch the rough riders yep. play and you'll have a fucking amazing time you know what i mean yeah, totally. um so, so I'll I'll kind of compare it to that. But what I was gonna say is I found out that Garth Brooks has like extra verses. No, don't laugh because I'm being serious. Okay, has an extra verse to a, a song for sure, maybe multiple songs that he only performs live. You will never hear it on an album. You won't hear it streaming. You won't hear it anywhere's unless you go see him live. So he's got extra content to go there, which it adds to the live experience. Yes. Right? So that being said, having like a different guitar solo or something on the live stage could potentially have some type of appeal to it because yep. you won't hear that anywhere else. So it'd be like the tragically hip, like when, when Gord ripped off the, you know, did the killer whale tank in the middle of, I believe it's 100th Meridian, I think. Maybe it's fully completely. 
but uh where you're just like and, and that they did record that live and that's like obviously on the radio and it's like an eight minute cut of that song but it's like he just goes off on a tangent and you're like when you go see the tragically hip you're like at any given time Gord could do something that's only going to happen here once and then that's yeah. done you know what I mean so right. it is definitely you try to I mean that was a thing about the show that we played in Saskatoon this last week where it's when you have a big stage like that you got a lot of people and there's you know um I don't know I just feel like if you're playing a club like let's just say Amigos or whatever right you can get away with murder on stage with just I, I don't want to say sloppiness. I don't want to say sloppiness as far as like playing sloppy because we never want to do that ever. We, we always want to be as tight as we can possibly be musically. Um, but I think that you can get away with uh, maybe a little bit of a longer stop down between songs. Maybe I'm dicking around like hard on like a bridge where I'm just, you know, rambling or whatever the hell and just adding to the vibe or whatever. But I think with that SAS tell show, you have a hard 30 minutes you have to hit and you don't want to go over because you don't want to be an ass because everybody <laughs> behind the scenes yeah. hates your guts if you go over um it's just like i just felt like our band had to be bigger you know what i mean in our performance had to whatever we normally do in the club um we needed to amplify it's like you know clowns they put their makeup on to accentuate their facial <laughs> you know um right you know yeah. uh, everything on their face you know what i mean so their smile looks bigger their frown looks bigger their eyes are doing stuff and it's more um expressive and i feel like we kind of in a roundabout way have to do on a big stage like that gotta gotta kind of do that with your body and with your performance and with the bravado that you put forth so um playing those big shows like that which we only play x amount a year you know um god willing more in the future per year but um Moose, it's <laughs> Moose yeah. Fest. <laughs> yeah yeah hell yeah but you know what i mean like you uh you just it's um per show depending on the venue yeah, yeah. you're right like and, that, and that's the beauty of live music like you said like i still prefer to play like an amigos or to play like an exchange over those big stages just because it's i don't know it's more intimate you know i'm like yeah. right there with yeah. the people and it's yeah you're making eye contact people are reaching their hand out you're giving them fist bumps whatever so yes. yeah Something under my skin And the itch won't go away It's my original sin The poison that I crave Come along for the ride I'd make you feel better
Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I've always I always see a comparison between like I, I'm a big stand up comedy fan. Yeah, like oh, so I was going to ask you, did you get that tidbit from Garth Brooks from Tom? I definitely got that from fucking YMH. Yeah, 100%. Okay, 100% got that from YMH. That's why I was like, oh, seriously? But so, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there, I'll tell there, you yeah. about that later, Ryan. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like the comparison, like you look at a stand up com uh, comic, for example, and the product that they're putting out on like Netflix, the hour special or whatever. Yep. People don't seem to realize that they've been working on that hour for multiple years. It started with like one little bit, right? And they go on stage to the open mics or whatever. Yep. Well, not like Tom Segura maybe does an open mic. I don't know. But you know what I mean? They work it out in front of a crowd, see yep. what works, what sticks, tries a different word or yep. a sentence yep. or, you know, a pitch or something. And they hone it in. And once That's... it's like perfect, then yeah. they record it. But they don't only record it once. They're yeah. doing multiple tapings of it. And then they sure. edit it together as one because they'll take the best clips from the four yeah. shows or whatever they do. Totally. Like People that Adam Sandler, that, that recent Adam Sandler one that he put out where it was like, which was like brilliantly edited. You know what I mean? Where it's like he did X amount of shows and it was like this one. It was just perfect. But no, I think I, I believe stand-up comedy is like the rawest uh, form of art, like as far as like entertainment is concerned, um, where it's just like, it's me and a mic. And it's like, yeah. right. No, yeah. yeah, don't fuck up. Yeah, ex <laughs> exactly. But, but, the, but it's similar with, with what you're doing is because like, you're going to those clubs, like the Capitol, Amigos, wherever, right. Festivals and stuff. And you guys are like creating that show the performance right yeah you'll figure out oh that didn't work when i did that that night i didn't like that so then you've changed that and you hone it all in so that when you do those bigger shows to a sold out crowd like yep. you've got it tightened exactly. up for that kick-ass half hour set or maybe you're doing a 45 or an hour so and you only yep. have a half hour set so you got to figure out how to make that 45 or an hour exactly right? totally that, and if you're that's playing where I see like the, Totally. And if you're playing like 60 or like you're playing like a 75 minute set or something like that at a festival, it's like you got to have some set pieces throughout that just change the tone of the overall performance. And for some people, maybe that's just like lighting or whatever that's changing. But I mean, for some of it, maybe it's like pulling out the acoustic guitar, slowing things, all the cliches, but like, I don't give a fuck if they're cliche, man, they work. I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, like it's, it works, dude. It's not, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with any of this shit really um like we fight with our drummer does i guess he fights with like the thought of drum solos and stuff like that and he doesn't he's he's like a trained jazz musician so he's like as dialed in as it gets just the different forms of drumming and the different sort of like you know how to get the pop out of the crowd or whatever but he it's like dude just fuck it like and he does a very <laughs> when we do force him when we do force him when it's a long 75 minute set we need something just to sort of like change 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 the scenery for a second audio wise it's like fucking do 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 something and it's like he'll write something that's really unique really interesting and like i don't give a fuck i like drum solos like <laughs> i know that it's it's been done for to death for however many years or whatever but i still think that it gets the pop like it still works yeah. like this I, re yeah. I remember uh, a friend of mine used to have a simple minds uh live somewhere uh dvd and i remember going to his house over and over fast forwarding to a drum solo of that right that guy and just listening to the drum solo and the rest we couldn't care less yeah dude so, I, was, I was the same with like godsmack yeah watching this yes. like you can find it when it, they bring out the they have like the drum battle and doing all that shit yep. oh, i love that yeah. i freaking love that kind of shit and it's like those people who let's just say godsmack does their tour i think i went to it i did go i think godsmack opened up for metallica on a tour yes they totally did it was the madly in anger with the world tour and that was the, actually the show that I, that was the metallica tour that they came to uh sas place that i went and saw in like yes grade i was there too dude was. i was at that but, show but that was like godsmack had their like dueling drum solo portion of their show and it's like it was awesome you know what i mean you know yeah. it's coming <laughs> like you know it's, you've heard that it happens and you're like you're not surprised it's happening but you're still like blown away by it and then yeah. you think about the people who follow tours you know what i mean and and the same thing for you where you're like you're you're you come to one of our shows at a club and then you come to one of our shows at at a festival um i think the people who you know have an allegiance to the band and a loyalty to the band they're going to get 
we're going to play our song throw me a rope the same every single time and hopefully play it the same every time because that's how we want to play it but it's like they're going to get a different little thing from the drum solo or they're going to get a little bit of different banter between songs or you know what i mean so that's what and yes. i think people get a kick out of it and that's like you know the the grateful dead and like dave matthews back in the 90s and stuff where it was just this like ravenous following and i could go through all the bands that had the ravenous following for like people went to every one of their fucking shows for like yeah. you know 10 12 30, whatever however many days in a row and it's like they're getting something different out of it they must be or they, they're just they, you know i've totally yeah because i've i've been known to like go out of province and like hit up the same bands multiple times and as a fan being in the crowd I can set like there's so many different factors that are involved with that. It's not only just the the act on stage that's sending out that vibe. It's the crowd as well. You're in a different city. The vibe is just different. Yep. Yeah. Like totally. Right. Um. So I've seen like the same set, the same show in different locations. And yep. just it hit me differently each time. Yeah. And it was like the exact same thing. Um, and I feel like it might grow over the however many days in a row you go or however many shows you're like. Just the, I don't know. And I, I really and truly think like, I would just imagine like, I don't know, like a band like Fish or whoever, you know, like those bands who had those ravenous college followings that just like came out to, like, I would deeply appreciate those people who came out to every single, like, if you say, if I saw those people, I'd like, I'd be like, fuck, like, <laughs> we're doing yeah. something right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. I'd, I'd just be really, really stoked you on know, that. You know, the, the one cliche thing that I can do without? Hmm the encore i we we cancel it man we don't fucking fuck around with that anymore i go to the end of our set and i understand the encore i get it i guess if I you're don't. like i don't I, I get that maybe at at some point maybe legitimately is a break for a band that needs one at the end of the set where they just need a five minute breather or whatever the fuck it is like we had we played with uh we opened for dr hook one time in another band um <laughs> uh, and it was like all hired guns but it was like it was race or right, you know, playing, doing his thing. And he's got some years on him uh, and like fucking awesome dude. But like when we played with him, when that would have been maybe, I don't know, I'm just gonna throw a year out there. It was 2011 or 2012 or something like that. Played with him at a casino here in Edmonton. Um, and like fucking when cover of the Rolling Stone came on, it was like, this is the dopest shit ever. Uh, but <laughs> like he legitimately had to take breaks to go and like hit the oxygen in the back. Like, which of course, yeah. like, fuck, he yeah. should, he's traveling fucking across he's probably doing 50 dates or whatever the hell it is and he needs his oxygen at the end of the set uh, or to, before oh, wow. he does his encore so you understand the the like the need for some bands but we definitely make a point of being like i guess making a joke out of it where it's like this is our last song except for the three that we're gonna do after this you know what I mean? <laughs> and then when that happens it's like hey we're not gonna walk off stage here we aren't gonna patronize you here you know what's gonna happen you're gonna hopefully yell one more song hopefully yeah. we're not going to take that risk but we're just going to play three more songs here for you and then that's it and i, I just like i agree the I, I don't know i don't know what the what the encore would do now maybe if they were if you were a giant band and there was a change in set you know what i mean like if there was a, a costume change if you're a pop artist or whatever the fuck it means but yeah we definitely have retired <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think we really ever did it to be honest maybe we did it a couple times just to do it off the top when we were much younger, like however many years ago when we were starting out, but yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't do that anymore. That, I agree. That would be a great opportunity to try something that you haven't done yet. No, cause nah, no, don't you think? No. Fucking play, play that new song that you're working on. Hey, let's fucking try this out in front of the crowd. They want an encore something they've never yeah. seen before. And then Boom, it's, here you go. And then it's a song the crowd doesn't like. Fuck them. That's they the last song they hear. Good. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, you make it. No, but, you but it would be like, You'd have to do like three songs and, you know, stick that one in the middle or something. If you're going to do that, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, we, we usually like to do on our last, let's just stay our like fake encore, like a deep, <laughs> like um, a deep cut, like to start it out that like, that's, you know, one that's right. definitely people, if they know our band, they've listened to. And that's, you know, very heavy, you know, heavy, I guess like upbeat. And then the next two are like, just, like the kind of like if you want to call them i don't know if we can call them hits but like the like as far as our followers are con concerned like our our hits like yeah. bang it off with like a deep cut and then two of the ones that they've been like that they need that they that they've came to 
to here. And that's sort of how we, we'd round our set out usually. So, yeah. What's, uh, what's the song or songs that are your favorite to perform? It's funny too. Cause we, we have like a few songs that we have not released that are recorded. Uh, and then we have a song that's like, we've been playing for like three years. And if you've come up to our show, you've heard it. We haven't recorded that one yet. We're recording it in September. Um, but like, there's a couple of them. It's not even just that they're, that they're like new and we haven't played them to death and I'm not sick of them. It's just like, I feel like because they are newer or more, you know, like late in our catalog that we've just grown and written, I think better overall songs over the year, which you should right. like, fuck man. Once you start like i don't know like i maybe i'll never be self-aware enough to know that our writing's not as good as it once was but like i would always hope and think that like you're always progressing and always getting better no matter you need to you need to you need to and that's another reason when you go back to like talking about how um don't pigeonhole yourself in a genre it's like fuck i'm glad we haven't because i don't know when i'm fucking a little older maybe i I, i'm not gonna want to be singing about like heartbreak and shit i'm mean, gonna want to be singing about some some stuff that means something to me now at like an age yeah. where it's just it's not it's not you know no it, no, it yeah, makes I, that makes sense, i totally you know? get it it makes all the sense in the world because yeah. we've had a, we've had conversations about this in the past with other uh guests on the show is like if you're creating a song like you get that number one hit like that big fucking banger of a hit yeah, you're stuck singing that to the crowd for the rest of your career. Yeah, and could be 20, 30, 40 years down the road yeah. in a song you wrote 40 years ago. Like, yeah. fuck, man, you must be sick of that goddamn song, right? Like, yeah. how do you make that? How do you deal with that? How in does that 30 go? years you'll be playing veins? <laughs> and yeah. I'll be fine yeah. with that. That's probably one of my favorites to play. I really think that one's got some levels okay. to it for what I, I get to do. So I, I like that. But I, but I yeah, would back agree. To like, that's back, my favorite. Yeah, like, that's my favorite one. Dude. And I think the totally. themes of the themes of it will probably always work for what I don't know for my life. Like just the idea of like vices being always there and trying to pull at you. Like I'm not gonna outgrow that. I don't think. But um, as far as like my favorite songs to sing, it's those. It's a it's a few that are I get to really flex vocally. This one called M that we're gonna release on the EP that's coming out in the fall. Um, there's this song that we're recording in September with this, uh, Brian Moncar's gentleman out of Toronto and it's called sharp knife. And it's just, I don't know the songs I feel like we've grown Ah, with and grown into. Okay. So today there's, there's a song that I've seen you perform live. Yep. Like veins is my number one. Like that's my go-to from you guys. Fucking love that song. And there's another one that I've seen you perform live. And I was looking for it today and could not find it. And I, it doesn't it's exist. Knife. Yeah. It's yeah. sharp knife. I'm like, yeah. that's why I couldn't yeah. find it. Dude, that song fucking slaps. Yeah. That's a it's, great song. Great song. Uh, I really like that one too, man. I appreciate that. That's And that one's been getting big pop from the audience and they don't even know what it is. You know what I mean? Like that's a good yeah. testament where you're like, because fuck, you need to play stuff. I don't know. Like no matter what, we're going to be playing stuff that isn't recorded yet for until it's recorded um so to round out the set or whatever and like create a bit of like um audio texture that is varied throughout the set so nobody's bored you gotta play all these songs and there's a few in there that are they're not r&b they're they're alt rock whatever but they're like bordering on pop or whatever that are just really enjoyable to play they have really nice bass lines and stuff but um that one yeah i don't know i just i think there's a few in there that i really like really like to do like, I guess a song that I, that we all like, don't like doing and it's just because they've been, we've been doing them since the beginning of our band is like our song, do it loud off of our EP, like our song fucking Betty Joe Buck will kill us. But like our, a couple of our band members don't like doing shiver. I like shiver. We're going to do it again. We will, we'll pull that out again. But we, we always try to revisit those ones off the first EP when we can go back. But like, yeah, it's just, and like you said, we've been playing them for fucking ever, ever, ever. We've got this new stuff, but you do need to, you need to be self-aware enough to know that like you need to placate the audience, like play shit that they know. Cause fucking guess what the best feeling in the world is. And they're fucking singing your song singing back at back. you. It's <laughs> the coolest thing ever, ever, ever. Yeah, man. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You, I was, know, you need to cut that clip and send it to Betty Joe. Oh, she's watching. I know <laughs> she's watching right now. Hi, Betty. We'll play it again, Betty. We'll play Shiver again. I promise you. At one point, she, you will she was be there. So we'll fucking make- livid, man. She was yeah. so mad. I don't blame her, man. I don't blame her. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. 
Um, what was I gonna say? I got I got to meet Joel that night at Amigos too. So I was mm-hmm. hanging out with uh, with another friend, Andrew Dinah, and him and Joel know each other. So they were talking, and I was kind of standing there. And then Velours came over, and the four of us were kind of shooting the shit. And we got a picture. I even tagged him in the picture and everything. And I didn't realize until like a week later, I asked Andrew, I'm like, fucking, isn't that the drummer for Whale and the Wolf? And he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, God damn it. Like, ah. totally tagged him in a picture and everything and had no fucking idea who I was yeah. with. <laughs> Thought that was pretty funny. Hey, yeah, Joel. Should be here, Hi. man. Hi, Joel. Joel's, yeah. the, Joel's, the, Joel's the bomb. Yeah. The great drummer, he's, man. He's, he's what a- you want on the drums, man. He is... He does not fuck around like he is. Yeah, he's he's a cool guy. And as far as like Edmonton is concerned, he's like the session guy. Like he records on on sort of everybody yeah. out of the city here who needs a drummer, and he plays live for like all kinds of different acts. And it's yeah, he's it's crazy. It's crazy what he's what he can do. He just Hell needs yeah. longer drum solos. Yeah, then <laughs> that yes, like oh, <laughs> man, I know, yeah. no doubt. Um, well, this is awesome. What, uh, so, okay. You had the show in Saskatoon. Can you give us a little glimpse of like, what's the rest of your guys' summer? Yeah. When like? are you coming back? Yeah. <laughs> Cause oh, uh, man. I still need to see you live. Uh, we will be back. I'm sure before the end of the year right now, like we have no shows on the schedule right now. And it's just, it's all, we are working feverishly to record again into like into the fall. And so it's, it's like, we've got a bunch of songs written. So it's like, we are producing ourselves like self-producing our um, demos and then sending them out to our actual producers. So like doing that and like, we've gotten pretty good at, at self-producing our demos. I'm actually pretty proud of it. like our, our piano player Keenan's quite savvy with that stuff. Joel is a very good, very good at recording. Oh, so it's Keenan's like we're good shit too. I had a good little oh, chat man. with him after yeah. and Regina and yeah, man, love that guy too. He's yeah. um, you're just name dropping now. Well, no, I just, I'm just naming <laughs> yep. people that I actually got to talk to. Okay. So I, that I got to he's, meet. He's, uh, he's unreal. Like he, um, he's like a graphic designer. So he may, and he's our videographer and he's our photographer. Like if you see our recap videos or see any of our, any of our music videos, like our veins video and our midnight riot video and our touch, they're all Keenan's brain. He shot them and edited them and, and has all the style with that. Oh, but yeah. he also does a lot of, um, Okay, this might be something you have to cut. I'll I will let you know if we get to include this. But he does like um, the artwork for like a lot of international acts and stuff. And there was just this festival over in Portugal called the Atlantis Concert for Earth. That was like Pitbull and the Black Eyed Peas and Bush and Stone Temple Pilots and Sting and Queen with Adam Lambert. And he did all of the artwork for it, like for the poster. And so he's like the guy who put the festival on is this Nuno Betancourt guy who is like the guitarist for Rihanna. Like He's like the guitarist. Yeah. And he like used to play in, I believe the band extreme, but he, so like we'd be driving down the highway to like one of our shows. Let's just say. I think I met that dude. What? I think I met that dude. The guitarist from Rihanna. I think so. I saw Rihanna in Saskatoon fucking years ago, dude. This is over a decade ago. And, um, we took the girls to Rihanna. Yeah. Who the hell else we was took there? The oh, girl. wait. Joel went for himself. Yeah, yeah. Which, anyway. man, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Anyways, they were um behind us, sitting behind us after they left the stage. So we just kind of turned around and shot the shit with them. No, that's no, I take that all back. It was the people who opened for Rihanna that were sitting behind us when Rihanna Sweet. was on stage. And that was fucking... Uh, he just did like that huge fucking billion dollar deal. What the hell's that guy's name? I'll have, I'll get back to you yes. on who that was. I can't remember off the billion top of my head. Dollar deal. Yeah. Some kind of, he, he got like a bunch of money from the government to like help some country like a year or two ago. Who would that have been? Shit. I'd like oh. to know who that is. Uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Akon. He's- Akon. Akon, yes, Akon. that's who Akon. Was. Oh my God, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, so Akon, Akon yeah. opened for Rihanna that night, and when Akon was done, they were all sitting behind us. So the whole time yeah. Rihanna was on stage, we were like fucking turned around and like talking to them and hanging out with them, and they were just like wanted to party and shit. The whole time, I will add that Akon had like one of those fisherman hats on, and he was like just texting. On yeah, his yeah. Phone. He wasn't really. He's talking a, Akon we were, is a mover and a shaker. Like if you go down like the. the things that he has his hands in as far as music is concerned. Like he launched careers. I think he launched Justin Bieber's career. No, that was Usher. That was Usher. 
but, sure, but if yeah. you go into Akon, like if you go down like the like fingers that Akon, like Akon's another guy who you're like, oh shit, he's a part of that. Oh shit, he helped launch this person. Right. Like where you're just like, oh my god, that's yeah. awesome that you met him. That's sweet. Yeah, freaking yeah. right. Anyway, you could so, yeah. I no, that's apologies. all good. Don't you worry. But like, just Keenan, our, our uh, yeah, like our piano player, and he, uh, yeah, he's just like working with a lot of cool people on like artwork and art design and like making them, making their dreams come true as far as like how they want to visually be, I guess, seen and in, in, ingested. I guess, yeah. So yeah, I'll make sure I'll talk with Keenan and make sure we can include that because I'm not sure if he has some sort of like privacy stuff where yeah, he can't for say sure. that he Let was a part I'll of be, it. But, um, yeah. I'll probably have her uh, edited and uploaded by Saturday. So if you can let me know Sweet. before Saturday and then I can just, I'll, yeah, we can take care of it. Don't I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I can't see um, anything problem. Okay. So then, so then you don't really have any other shows coming up right away. Then? It's all man. It's all like <sighs> just the creation side. <laughs> the of next it. thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's the most important thing. Like it sucks. Cause the most fun thing is performing, but like the stress of like, I, I feel like we might, cause veins was like our most sort of successful song to date as far as like, I guess radio play is concerned. And we've, we have, you know, we've other successes with a bunch of our songs as far as like, they have more streams and they have this and that, but like, I really, I feel like in our next batch of songs, we have, um songs that i would relate back to songs that we've already released and could be like okay well i associate that song with that song and that can be the placeholder for that on our new ep and it's not like i'm right. trying to rewrite the same songs i'm not at all but i'm like fuck we need i still we as a band still need to write the next ep's like veins placeholder that's just a yeah. fucking banger and i think sharp knife could fill that hole but i still yes. feel like and it's just it's just like I, just the writing thing is like I you can't get too in your head about it because nothing will come like nothing yep. like you'll go blank like I've had I've had little little spurts over the last however long of writer's block where it's if it's too forced fuck it scrap it the the, yep. the best songs that we have and that to date are like we they were kind of fleshed out in like an hour for the most part. And then obviously all the stuff that comes after it, that's so significant in like the, the rewrites and the edits and the, the little parts that get added to it. And then obviously the production and the producer getting their fingers in there and like making it better than, and like, you know, realizing, you know, the dream of the song, but right. like veins veins was for the most part, it was going to be a good song from like the first sort of 10 minutes of its inception with just the melody of the verse leading up to the course. That was like legitimately just came out of thin air kind of thing with us. So I need some magical inspiration <laughs> that comes out of thin air, which funny enough always seems to come like in like this weird, like foggy fugue state of like waking up from a sleep. Like I find that like when you're just like, I'm walking around in the morning, getting ready for work and my brain's not doing, it's not, it shouldn't, it can't talk to people yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't like the pre-coffee. Yeah. Pre-coffee. Yeah. Kind of we were just talking about that. Yes. And something will float into the, into the subconscious and then it like ends up fully like it, accidentally coming out of my mouth in a melody. And it's like, we've written songs in a million different ways. And the band is definitely like a giant mad, huge part of, of us writing like most of our songs, but like the, for me, for my portion of it, the like writing the melody, writing the hook, it always seems like it comes out of not trying to. Right. at all like it just yep, right. floats out of somewhere and it's like thank you whatever did that or wherever that came from i don't <laughs> oh, know yeah. but so i need that's right now i guess like for like our schedule it's like we've got these songs that we're gonna record it'd be dope as fuck they're gonna be awesome we have like you know an album's worth of songs that we're going to record over the next three months but it's like the next set of songs that you release and it's always like this are the most important thing that we've ever done in our career and they got to be done right and they got to be done good and we got to fucking nail them um to make moose fest next year super dope yes i love it man i i fucking love it um i'm also curious how far have you guys been able to tour like you know we've gone yeah so we've never been out of canada but we've done like vancouver whitehorse all the way over to like montreal we've never been to the maritimes yet which is unfortunate so it's fucking like halifax would be amazing like i've heard obviously like fucking i don't even want to put newfoundland into the realm of the maritimes because like i think you just lump it in but it's like 
Halifax to Newfoundland to like St. John's, like a million hour drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You need to go out there and just play there. But like, we've never played, let's just say like Moncton or, or, or Halifax or anything like that. So I'd like to get out there, but we've played from, I guess the, from tip to tip, like I guess Vancouver to Montreal is the furthest East we've gone um ottawa toronto windsor all that all that stuff right a lot of ontario and whatnot but yeah it's, it's all our story so far has been all based in canada yeah canada. So white, horse, that, white horse was cool is is new brunswick the fact that you haven't been there is that because you don't have the connections there or is that it just didn't end up on the map it just honestly like didn't didn't pop in like most of the shows that we play yes we are like actively um trying to like get to as many cities as we possibly can, I guess. But like when we go out and play a show in Toronto, like we played back in November out there, a couple of shows and it was like those gigs presented themselves to us kind of thing. And it was like a right. no brainer that we had to go do that. Um, and it's like, I guess like we were, I don't know, there's a few shows that came up this summer that we weren't able to play just scheduling and whatnot that like presented themselves to us. And it was like, Oh, we got, we could have played that market or we could have played that market. Whereas like, we just fucking need to go do it. You know what I mean? Like we just got to be like, okay, we're going to play you because you need to make your story there and you need to start like putting your mark in there and getting people to want to come back to your show out there. Cause that's how you grow. Yeah. This stuff. Is it, it it's got to be difficult when you've got as many members in a band as you guys do to scheduling wise, right? Yeah, like it's, I think, yeah. to get everybody coordinated to be, be able to do that. Is, is that yeah. an issue or not at all? I'd say that like nine times out of 10, we've all been like as far as like if a gig comes up that's like cannot not play this and someone else had a you know a prearranged like sort of previous engagement like they cancel it you know what i mean like yeah. if it's yeah. work if it's work like our day-to-day -day jobs it's like not gonna go to work that day and gonna find out what yeah. happens <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. far like, yeah like, exactly uh, yeah yeah so, for sure yeah. i love that yeah. hell yeah man um okay well i i want you to know dude i i appreciate the shit out of you you definitely have a fan in us man we're fucking ride or die whale in the wolf Woo! love you guys i yep. can't wait to see you guys uh perform live again and i can't wait for the new music coming out at the end of the summer here um, yeah, what you got it, brother. Fuck yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so thank you for your time um i guess with that we'll we'll say goodbye to everyone listening if you can just stick around for another few minutes ryan that'd be great of course and we see you guys next week see you guys thanks take care all <laughs>